For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. We can review our flagship show for the week, and we've got a full week of WWE, a full week of Triple H in charge, and yet another week of Triple H putting his fingerprints on the product in a very positive way. We've got another return, that being hit row to SmackDown. We've also got a renewed focus on the Intercontinental Championship on Friday Night SmackDown in what was a very good main event between Shinsuke Nakamura and Gunther. So we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get everything rolling right after this. All right, so the truth is no dude wants to be called Pam. But the truth is most men have a Pam problem. The Pam problem, guys, you know what that is? It's the passive-aggressive man. Passive with his hopes, dreams, desires, maybe aggressive with vices, self-sabotage, distractions. They also struggle with women, work, and the world of men. Pam is passive with women, constantly friend-zoned. He's the nice guy that women keep around to help them move, check on their dogs, but never want to date. Pam is passed up at work, passed up for the promotion, and can't seem to catch a break. If you think you may have a Pam problem, or maybe you know someone that does, check out 
the High Value Man conversation on Apple and Spotify and learn how to stop Pam and become a high value man. Learn more about the host, Aaron Alejandrino, on Instagram at TheFitBeard, all one word. But the podcast is called High Value Man Conversation. I checked it out on Apple Podcasts. It already has a five-star review. It's got some great episodes, including how to avoid that dreaded friend zone. Those of you guys out there, I'm very familiar with that friend zone over the years. I was lucky enough to finally get out of it. But that is going to be an excellent episode for you guys out there that are stuck in that situation. You can also learn how to just make friends. I mean, just basic stuff, but critical, critical stuff as well. Check out the High Value Man conversation. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You're not going to want to miss it. It'll add value to your life, guaranteed. Check it out today. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast Weekend Review. It is Sunday, August 14th, 2022, and we have, as always, a complete overload of things to talk about a lot of good stuff of course triple h seems to be really fitting in nicely albeit a small sample size so far so good the most prominent sign at smackdown this week was somebody who held up a sign that just said thank you triple h and i think that is well received and well um it's one of those signs that you know I think took over SmackDown at some points where you're just whoever this person is clearly understands what the hell's going on and understands that Triple H right now is uh, a breath of fresh air. It's like, you know, <sighs> now it's not to say that at times during this run, we're not going to disagree with Triple H. There's already things he's done. I, dis- I disagree with, but generally it's been positive and it's it's a nice feeling to have somebody where y- you have more of that unpredictability where. Vince has, you already knew what you're getting with Vince. You knew what kind of guys and gals he looked for and what he did, didn't like. And with Triple H, things have been reset where there is that 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 spark of unpredictability that you knew with Vince still being there wasn't going to change or, or at least wasn't going to just organically come back because Vince was set in his ways. And for better or worse, he came up with some brilliant storylines, no doubt, and I, not, not not crapping on Vince McMahon from a uh, creative standpoint. You could, I mean, everyone can do that all day. But the point is that Triple H so far has done a really nice job of uh, of making it feel fresh because he doesn't have to have that final filter of Vince McMahon, who uh, like just you know, everybody loves Triple H's ideas, and then it has to get through Vince and Vince exonates it, right? And you're seeing right now with Triple H. You're seeing his ideas, or at least the people he disagreed with being let go, be brought back. So it's like you're seeing what Triple H felt was the wrong decision without him saying it was the wrong decision by bringing certain individuals back. And within like three weeks, he brought back what Dakota Kai, Eo Sky, 
Uh, Bailey doesn't count because she was just injured. Carrying Cross, Dexter Loomis, Hit Row. Am I missing somebody? I feel like I'm missing somebody. But there's like, what, seven individuals right there? And, it, you know, I don't know if there's more to come. There may be more to come. I, I wouldn't put it past him. I'm sure there were a lot of individuals that Triple H didn't agree with being let go because uh, Vince just doesn't understand him, so he just lets him go. And Triple H sees something. And not all of these returns being brought back, all these individuals being brought back are going to be hits. You know, there's going to be some swings and misses on them. And that's just the nature of things. But even if one of them or two of them end up being big, huge, major stars, that's a win. So I think that you're seeing that unpredictability come back simply because Vince was forced out by paying $20 million because he couldn't keep his you know, penis in his pants. So that's that's a positive, right? So live by the sword, die by the sword. There's got to be some kind of irony going on with uh, with Vince there, right? Um, somebody will come up with some good meme or something. But uh, if you guys haven't caught the A&E biography stuff, and I was, I, I was told that I can actually watch it, I just downloaded the A&E app. All those biographies they're doing, Lex Luger, Undertaker, um, Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle actually is the one I just watched. It's an hour and 25 minutes or so. Really well done, as you'd imagine. It's not rehashes of things that you've already seen, maybe on the network or Peacock. Brand new. I mean, you know, interviews from Stone Cold and, you know, Jim Ross and others about Kurt Angle's career. Kurt goes over his amateur career the sacrifices that he made to make it to the Olympics, the people in his life that have died, including his sister, that he clearly carries a lot of guilt around, uh, his father dying, um, one of his trainers getting shot and killed in a driveway, <clears throat> um, so many different things. And, and, and wrestling with, as we all know, a broken freaking neck to win the gold medal. And um, and then, of course, going on to WWE and breaking his neck about five or six times and times that we didn't even know about and having an absolutely legendary career from uh, 2000 to 2006 and, and done has done things that, you know, you forgot about. You know, if you weren't a fan during that time, I'd still encourage you to go back and watch some of the matches that Kurt Angle put on. Just absolutely, you know, uh, it would stand up to today's, quote unquote, uh, five star classic matches. I know that today's wrestling and how people evaluate a five-star match is different, but I anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to go back into the uh, vault here, as this is a weekend review show, but it's worth checking out. It's free. Just download the A&E app, and it's right there. There are commercials during the show, but they're bearable. It's not too bad. Okay, so with that out of the way, thank you guys for joining me here on the WWE Podcast. It is, again, Sunday, August 14th, and... Uh, you guys can go ad free if you didn't think that uh, you, you, if you if you did think that ads are unbearable here. Well, there's a way to get around it, and that's a dollar a month over at patreoncom slash WWE podcast. And of course, there's other other ways to contribute by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. There's an ad free feed there for 99 cents a month and a lot more cool stuff. So, all right, well that. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the introductions, and let's just dive into this week, guys. And let me what, what comes first to mind? I mean, I've got the Raw and SmackDown reviews in front of me, but what's the immediate thing I come up with? And that's two things. That's really one. The renewed focus on the mid-card and mid-tier belts for the men. And the renewed focus on the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship. 
something that you know if Vince were there, this would not be happening. When they did this for the United States Championship last week on Raw, and the week before, I believe they even ran a video about the lineage of the United States Championship, the number of people that have held them, the number of Hall of Famers that have held them, what it's done for their career, the meaning of it. Like Just going through a really nice retrospective of the United States Championship, I had said on the show, you know, I really hope they do this for the Intercontinental as well. And lo and behold, since Triple H, I'm sure, listens to this podcast very closely and centers all of his creative decisions around this show, it seems as if they did the same thing for the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown, and they and he did. And, it, and I was really glad to see that, not just with it being the actual main event of the show, which it should be. No one should be surprised that the Intercontinental Championship is the should the main event of the show rather than some entertainment-y, nonsense, throwaway talk show or something, you know? Uh, but that, to me, spoke volumes. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That, yeah, we should be carrying, 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 carrying way more about the U.S. and Intercontinental Championships than we have as fans over the last, I don't know how many years, two decades, I feel like. That we have kind of been like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's kind of that mid-tier belt. But people don't remember what it means, what it's meant for other people's careers, what you should feel about it because of the lineage of the of the, of the the uh, championship and everything else. And I think WWE, Triple H, who I think I would imagine is behind this, did an awesome job of coming up with a video package for both of those championships that made them it gave them a sense of renewed respect and value just with a couple of video packages. Now a couple of video packages can only last so long. You have to continually remind the fans of what this means and have the, the wrestlers, whether it's a heel or face remind the fans of what this means to their career and all that. There's ways to tie it in and they should, and it's great. And okay. Also, they're in a bit of a, a slump with, you know, the actual major championship of Roman Reigns going away and hiding in, you know, under a bed somewhere. And, you know, just 
being an absentee champion, which Drew McIntyre continues to bring up because he knows the fans are frustrated and he's going to tap into that and be the spokesperson for the fans. So it's smart for Drew to do this about saying Roman not at, it's not at work again this week. But, you know, for me, at least for the Intercontinental in the U.S., they also have the benefit of that top belt not being an overshadow of those belts that are typically, uh, you know, all there at once, except Roman the last 718 days, whatever. So um, that I really enjoyed. And not just the renewed respect, education and value added to the belts this past week, but the matches themselves between Champa and Lashley and Nakamura and Gunther. Awesome. You know, I mean, they, they really also gave those guys. They didn't just talk a big game with the video packages and then give us a five uh, a five minute schmaz finish of a match. They followed through with the matches that should be uh, matches that are worthy of those championships. So they put their money where their mouth is, so to speak, with both matches. Champa and Lashley on Raw killed it. That was one of the best matches I've seen on Raw in quite some time. You could also argue Shinsuke Nakamura and Gunther to close SmackDown did an amazing job. And they did. Uh, I, I loved it. I, I, I really loved both matches. It, it It's amazing what you can get done by putting the entertainment crap aside and just getting to the back to basics of entertaining people with great wrestling matches, easy to understand storylines, clear cut good guys and bad guys. I know that it sounds oversimplified, but we're, we're still human beings. We watch entertainment to be entertained and not have to use too much of our brain power that we use during the, during the day with family and friends and work and everything else in our lives. I don't want to have to sit through something that's convoluted. That's the point of this. I'm not saying dumb it down to kindergarten, but you should be able to, as an adult, come sit down and watch this and be entertained by realistic characters. It's it's simple. And Triple H has sent the message this week that, hey, I hear you, and I agree that these championships should no longer be forgotten or where a guy gets the championship and it's a, it's really a destination to nowhere. I mean, remember Shinsuke Nakamura's Intercontinental Championship run? Yeah, I don't either. Right, He held it for like six months, and the only time it was ever mentioned was when Rick Boogs came out to introduce him as the Intercontinental Champion and during his intro. So, you know, it, it was it's really embarrassing, and so I think that Triple H is doing a reversal of that, and I, I really am a big supporter of both of those championships, getting a renewed sense of, of value. Okay, I think I've made my point. Uh, getting into the specific, uh, specifics of Shinsuke and Gunther, though, you know, Gunther, I'm surprised, didn't, you know, give uh, give Ludwig Kaiser a 10 lashing punishment for losing to Shinsuke last week and thereby forcing uh, forcing a championship match against Shinsuke this week. I guess we're just going to forego that. And that, that's fine. I don't need to see you know, Gunther beat down Ludwig every time, you know, that's kind of, I don't know what to, I don't know what to feel about that. Cause I don't want them to split at all. I love them together. It's too early to split. And right now I love everything about Gunther. I love, I still want to call him Walter. It's really difficult for me still, but for Gunther right now, his look is a 10 out of 10. 
Uh, his promo ability is sufficient. He doesn't cut long promos, but he doesn't need to. He's straight and to the point. Ludwig Kaiser is his his little minion. You need that loud mouth, heat-seeking missile. Not all the time, but when the formula works well, it works really well, and this works really well. But Gunther didn't lose or didn't beat Shinsuke in a uh, kind of a, a schmaz finish. It was straight up. I like that. Heels don't always have to cheat to win. Sometimes you can have a badass heel that, believe it or not, can straight out beat a babyface. Now, I wouldn't make that a hard, fast rule because th- that's one of the one of the great features of a heel that makes them a heel that makes you hate them is that they don't always beat their opponent straight up. But when it happens, doesn't it sometimes make you even angrier to have somebody bigger and badder to step up to that SOB and beat them down? So it can have that same desired effect by also not discrediting the championship itself, having someone hold it who shouldn't, if that makes sense. You can have somebody very unlikable that is winning matches clean and you're just waiting for someone to be better than him and just you know flatten him, right? So I I really, you know, I know I'm starting off kissing the asses of uh, creative right now in WWE, but it's so far so good. Now, you know, there are some things I didn't like. We'll get to that. Um, but right now, uh, I think we're going to move on to a, another topic here beyond the intercontinental in U.S. So, okay. So let's see what else happened on SmackDown. McIntyre and Mad Cat Moss took out the Usos. McIntyre had to choose a tag team of his choosing, a tag team partner of his choosing, and... I you know I don't know if he had anybody, but Madcap Moss came out, you know, as McIntyre was getting you know beat down by the Usos, and he even the odds, and Madcap Moss being put in this position is a nice deal because I think Madcap Moss is going to be a, a big time player. Now he is a bit one dimensional of sorts. You know, I think Madcap Moss, I shouldn't say one dimensional, maybe two dimensional, uh, where. You, you kind of know his personality. You you know you knew and remembered what he was with Baron Corbin, but you also know he can put on really good matches. He's athletic as hell, and that's a positive. So, but again, much more work to be done with Mad Cat Moss. But it's a good start. I have no problem with this. the uh, The match was good. The match was good. We had Madcap and uh, Moss defeat the Usos. After McIntyre hit Jimmy with a Claymore kick and then the Usos entered the ring and challenged McIntyre to an impromptu tag team match. That's what led to Madcap coming out. But we had a post-match thing go on where Zayn pushed Jimmy out of the way and he got a, a second Claymore kick and Zayn absorbed the kick himself and tried to commit himself to the bloodline, showing them that, you know, he's not just all talk and took a Claymore. So that'll... I think that'll endear him, start to endear him to the bloodline a little bit more than it, it, he has been over the last several weeks. So uh, that's, you know, again, no no issues here. I think it was straight to the point. And McIntyre, at the beginning of SmackDown, though, did cut a pretty good promo. He essentially promised to put Cross in a graveyard, <laughs> killing him. I mean, he didn't say kill, but graveyard, you know. He, he's not going to take him to lunch there. I mean, that kind of insinuates that you're going to try to kill somebody. But nonetheless, uh, he said that, uh, you know, Reigns is never here and is, you know, he, I actually showed up to work 
And then uh, we had Scarlet come out and confront McIntyre. She interrupt. She was interrupted by the Usos who assaulted McIntyre again. That came from the or that's what resulted in this tag team matchup. All right, let's take a quick break for the sponsor of today's episode, and then we'll be back with a lot more about SmackDown, a little bit about Raw, and Clash at the Castle right after this. All right, so the truth is no dude wants to be called Pam, but the truth is most men have a Pam problem. The Pam problem, guys, you know what that is? It's the passive-aggressive man, passive with his hopes, dreams, desires, maybe aggressive with vices, self-sabotage, distractions, They also struggle with women, work, and the world of men. Pam is passive with women, constantly friend-zoned. He's the nice guy that women keep around to help them move, check on their dogs, but never want to date. Pam is passed up at work, passed up for the promotion, and can't seem to catch a break. If you think you may have a Pam problem, or maybe you know someone that does, check out the High Value Man Conversation on Apple and Spotify and learn how to stop Pam and become a high value man. Learn more about the host, Aaron Alejandrino, on Instagram at The Fit Beard, all one word. But the podcast is called High Value Man Conversation. I checked it out on Apple Podcasts. It already has a five star review. It's got some great episodes, including how to avoid that dreaded friend zone. Those of you guys out there, I'm very familiar with that friend zone over the years. I was lucky enough to finally get out of it, but that is going to be an excellent episode for the, you guys out there that are stuck in that situation. You can also learn how to just make friends. I mean, just basic stuff, but critical, critical stuff as well. Check out the High Value Man Conversation. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You're not going to want to miss it. It'll add value to your life, guaranteed. Check it out today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Alrighty, so... What else happened on SmackDown? We got Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeating Xia and Shotzi via pinfall in a continuation of the women's tag team title tournament. And boy, are they really showcasing Raquel Rodriguez or what? I mean, you can tell where they they envision this person, this this woman, in just you know maybe in 2023 or you know beyond. I think she's got a, a really bright future. Of course, character development is is a little bit behind, but that's not a criticism because she just really essentially got onto the main roster. And right now she's doing a lot of her talking in the ring, and that's fine. And she seems confident, and she's certainly a a more, you know, I think she's bigger than some of the guys in the back. And uh, she certainly loves to show off her her, her uh, back, doesn't she? Her, her uh, lats and uh, shoulders and all that. So, hey, you know, look, I'm, I'm a fan of Raquel. She, I like her Tejada bomb, good stuff. She is a, she's a beast. 
and they the right team won here, no doubt about it. The Viking Raiders then crushed Kofi Kingston with their shields and a big splash on the rampway. Kingston ambushed Eric and Ivar with a kendo stick, and that didn't last long after the Viking Raiders destroyed Kofi. But don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. No worries, because Kofi will be back next week to make jokes and uh, have nothing bother his character whatsoever. Can we start a movement, please? An organic movement to start booing the New Day. Please, is there some kind of spell that just kind of overcomes people when they hear the New Day music? Is there is there something I'm missing? Am I immune to this? Am I the only one who is just not, you know, for whatever reason? Are we in Hocus Pocus where, you know, what's her name? Sarah, um, Sarah, the witch, is like singing over Salem and all the parents are just mesmerized, you know, and, and I'm just like standing there watching. Okay, I made a Hocus Pocus reference, a movie that came out in 1993. Anyway, um, Sanderson, the Sanderson sisters, that's what it is. Jesus, I've seen that movie a hundred times. Sarah Sanderson, and she sings, and she's like, Come, little children, I'll take thee away. Okay, anyway, this is getting very weird. Let's move on. But I feel like that way. I'm the only one who's just not beholden to the, to the spell that is the New Day. But I enjoyed Kofi Kingston getting destroyed. That did bring a smile to my face. That really did. <laughs> like a genuine. I mean, WWE is all about bringing smiles to people's faces. That brings a smile to my face. And But don't worry again, guys. He'll be back next week like nothing happened. And cut a joking promo with pancakes in his crotch or something. Okay. Which, by the way, I would imagine Big E. Is he close? Like Big E and then... And, um, uh, not what's who's Shinsuke's partner that got uh, injured at WrestleMania? Rick Boogs. They got to be close, right? Like I, I keep forgetting about that. I'm like, oh wait, they they got to be getting close. I got to check the injury updates. But all right, so Hit Row returns and defeats two locals of Brandon Scott and Trevor Irving, and a complete squash. And they hit their heavy heavy hitter move and. That was pretty much it. I mean, we had they reintroduced themselves, which was good for those of the for those of us that have never seen them or forgot. Bfab Top Dollar and Ashante the Adonis, so they made their return. Good to see them back. I was I was fans of them when they they came up to the main roster. Admittedly, I didn't really watch them in NXT, but when they came up, I'm like, all right, this is this has got something. This has got something. You know, they they are especially Top Dollar. I gotta say, Top Dollar like. Is just got a great look to him, great size, everything. And the only criticism I have, again, I'm 100% in support of this, the decision Triple H made here, but the way that they deliver their promos, you talk about rehearsed. It just feels like they're backstage all day and they're just rehearsing over and over and over what they're going to say. To the point where when they come out, they just it sounds like a rehearsal. It doesn't sound genuine. I, you know, uh, I I just I, I remember making this criticism when they first came into WWE, the main roster anyway, in 2021, and I'm like, you know, I I don't could this be more? You talk about when a delivery feels scripted and rehearsed. Right now, like I I remember saying that criticism back then. And this is something you can change. Again, this is not a this is not a campaign to try to get them fired or you know that they don't belong here. Just that their delivery 
doesn't feel organic. It feels so rehearsed. And it shouldn't feel that way. I know most performances and promos are rehearsed to some degree, but don't make me feel that way. You know, hide it. They don't hide it. <laughs> so uh, that's the only criticism I have. Other than that, it's good to see them back. And hey, I think this is going to balance out the Street Profits' total destruction because they're on the war path to splitting up. So there you go. A bolstering of the tag team division. Then we get something very interesting. Something I'm uh, I'm a bit disappointed in. And I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to help me out with this one. Ronda Rousey comes through the crowd. She has a whole duffel bag full of cash. And she says she was suspended at SummerSlam for attacking a referee after she hip tosses. Oh, then she hip tosses a security guard. I'll get to that. But then she says, oh, let me double it, you know, because you don't being a badass or being the baddest woman on the planet has a price or something. And she has to do first of all. Okay. I I'm not advocating for Ronda Rousey going away in WWE. In fact, I want her around. I just personally have issues with some of these things. And before I get to the problem that fans are making, fans are actually the ones causing this right now, not actually creative to some degree. I'm actually going to be blaming the fans out there for this one. But before I get to that, just some of the things that Ronda Rousey does, is she not self-aware or does no one have the balls to actually go up to Ronda and say, hey, here's, here's a couple of weird things you do during promos that I don't know if you're aware of. One, when you start your promo, can, can you like put the mic up to your mouth and like give some bass to your voice? For like the first sentence of Ronda's promo every single time she picks up a mic, it's like I have to like really strain to hear like stop talking. What are you saying? I don't know what it is. She can't speak loud enough. I don't know. Confidence, whatever. She just wants to get the line out. I don't know. And also, she does that stupid little side smile with everything she says. It's just, I think it's a nervous tick. Everybody's got their their public speaking ticks, right? Whether you're nervous or you're not, there's a certain things that you do out of habit. And I don't think she knows she does this. Or maybe it doesn't bother anybody that she does this. It's annoying to me, and therefore everyone should be annoyed by it, right? But (laughs) we... We have Rhonda just doing this every time she she finishes a sentence or a thought. She does like a little side smile and like, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like she does a stupid side smile, tilts her head to the side and then like holds the microphone kind of like a a wine glass or something like just kind of like hangs it in her hand. It just gets under my skin and she doesn't mean to do it to be a heel. It's just something about it personally that makes me cringe and make me want to like, I don't know, but so that's the two little ticks. But as far as the fans go, as far as the fans go, okay, you guys are the ones who are going to not make this a heel turn. Okay. WWE, I think successfully turned her heel at SummerSlam. And since that time, Ronda Rousey has gotten booed or rather cheered. And that's not a, and Liv actually got booed last week. That's not good, okay? Because if you guys want Ronda Rousey as a babyface, you're gonna get more of the same. Why are we not pushing Ronda down the heel path? WWE opened the door, and now we're saying no, 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 no. Now let's keep her a babyface. 
Now, it may not have been the best way in terms of credibility to give Liv the championship and then have her beat Ronda again in a kind of a fluke way with the referee missing the tap. I understand that. I understand that if you're not a Liv Morgan fan, that you're not happy the way that things went down and all that. But just because you don't like the way that, that Liv Morgan won and kept the championship in her title defense doesn't mean that you can't have a great Ronda Rousey heel run. There's so much that can be had with this. And you guys are missing the boat here. I'm not talking to, to the, the, the fans of this show, of course. I know you guys cheer for whoever I cheer for because that's the right decision. But to those of you that are attending live events, for the love of God, can you explain to me why you're cheering Ronda Rousey? She didn't get screwed out of the championship. It was a, it was a, you know, a, a, miss, uh, a totally missed call by the referee. Yeah, it, she, she, and why couldn't she just say, "Hey, uh, Adam Pierce, take a look at this replay." You know, hey, look, look at this. She tapped. You know, instead of flipping out on the referee, which and flipping out on Liv. So, unless I'm totally interpreting the SummerSlam actions as not a heel turn, which I was super excited about, so far it seems like it was like a test heel turn, and then people were like, "Nah, let's cheer Ronda." I'm very confused. Very confused. I'm disappointed as well. This is now becoming a pattern. And when WWE sees, sees patterns, especially under the tutelage of Triple H, I get concerned that Triple H is going to say, well, I mean, that's what they want. Let's go for it. So, you guys, you're killing me. All right? You're, maybe someone can explain it to me. I'm missing it. I don't know. <clears throat> but, all right. Uh, we did get an interesting interaction, though, as Ronda was leaving and Shayna was coming to the ring. They had a quick off-mic interaction, which off-mic conversations to me almost feel like we shouldn't hear them, which, even though I know it's pro wrestling, still makes it fun and adds a little layer of reality to a show that you know is produced. So when Ronda said to Shayna, what happened to you? You you know, you used to be a killer. I'm like, yeah, exactly. What the hell happened to Shayna? You know? So that to me was... um, yeah, that, that that was impactful to me. That made it, uh, you know, that was something I'm like, yes, exactly, right? We got the contract signing, though, between Shayna and Liv. Liv didn't get booed. Uh, if there was, they it wasn't as loud as last week. It was generally positive for Liv. Uh, I would say that Liv Morgan, maybe I don't know what it is. Maybe her music is what's turned some fans off too, because it sounds like a lullaby at the beginning of the of the of her uh, entrance song. I don't know. It's not as like I don't. I don't hate her song for her entrance, but I just think maybe you could tweak it a little, make it a little more edgy instead of making it sound like I'm putting my two year old down for a nap. But this was a this was a decent segment, and I like how. Liv pointed out the fact that Shayna is a bootleg version of Ronda Rousey. That was looks like, yes, right? Like people have made that comparison for so long. And we all know that Shayna and Ronda Rousey have trained together. We've been told that many times. And after this, though, after uh, we had them sign, Shayna attacked Liv and tried to break her arm that was already in a brace. And somehow we had Liv retaliate, which didn't make it the way they did. It didn't look natural. It looked like Shayna was still in control and somehow she got put through a table. It was weird. It looked like she almost like threw herself through the table. 
which in reality she did, but I didn't want to make it look like that. And Liv ended up getting the upper hand by slamming Shayna through the table. And yeah, you know, I actually wouldn't have done that. You know, I, that's again tweak. It's all just, it's all just hindsight, right? But I would have left the heat on Shayna. You know, give her that heat instead of Liv coming out on top. I think the sympathy for Liv, if you're trying to keep her babyface, which I believe they are, you gotta get the heat on Shayna for doing this and really being concerned about the arm of Liv. So. Just something to think about here with uh, Liv and Shayna at uh, Clash at the Castle, which I think they're going to have a, a really good matchup. I do see some kind of interference from Ronda Rousey in this. I would imagine that he, she's going to probably try to screw Liv out of it. And if she does, then it's Shayna versus Ronda Rousey and Liv goes away. I could see this happening. And if that's the case, then, okay, you'd, I guess you'd want a baby face Ronda versus a heel Shayna. Because Shayna Baszler is not a good baby face, or at least not one I've seen. So if they're maybe they are purposefully not making her, a, like driving the point home that she's a heel. Because they look ahead and say, hey, li- or rather, Shayna's going to go against Ronda Rousey at... The Extreme Rules event that's in October. It's not Crown Jewel. It's Extreme Rules, and maybe that's what they're doing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But there, there is a bit of a tension now building between Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler that I think a lot of people want to see happen. Right? Like I, I, I do. You know. And, and if you're gonna ask me who should be the babyface and heel in that, I mean, if they have to have that way, I, I would say Ronda. Ronda has to be the babyface. I don't like it, but you probably should do it that way. Because Shayna as a heel is just great. You know, it's really good. And I don't think you could make people cheer for Shayna and Boo Ronda so quickly. So so short of it is, I think Liv is probably losing her championship at Clash at the Castle. Early call. Three weeks early. All right. Los Lotharios. Angel Garza and Alberto Carrillo. They try to pitch themselves into the maximum male model photo shoot that Mansoor and Masse... We're doing this is so funny. They were doing with uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the dude, yeah, the, the, the maximum male model guy. I can't think of his name. Oh, oh, uh, Dupree, Dupree, Max Dupree. But Maxine Dupree is the one that they were talking to, and maybe they'll try to incorporate Los Lotharios. We'll see. I mean, I know it's an edge of your seat decision, so let's all think about it. And I know we're that that's what's going to keep you going every week on SmackDown is who's going to be the next maximum male model. Okay. Next, we got Happy Corbin attacking Ricochet backstage. And uh, Ricochet was on the mic talking about how he's never, he hasn't felt this good in a while and um, how good it felt to beat Corbin last week. And so Corbin and Ricochet, are, I guess, are continuing their their program. That's fine. No, that's fine. I mean, I will say I don't know the last time that Happy Corbin won a program. I I don't know. I mean, and when is the last time Corbin was actually happy? Can we drop the happy part? I want to see Corbin go back to bum. I want to see bum Corbin. I want to see the poor Corbin. I want to see him grow his hair out again. I want to see the ketchup stained white shirt. I don't think they got everything out of that. They got they got some good mileage out of it, but I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more they could have done. 
and I, I want to see it. I want I want some some kind of tax evasion angle where he didn't, you know, he, again, he didn't pay his taxes and the IRS is coming for him and he has to lose everything again. I want that. Please. I need poor Corbin again. It was that was entertaining. You talk about entertaining. So again, I crap on the entertainment part of pro wrestling a lot, but when it's done right, it can be really fun. And poor Corbin was a lot of fun. So just something to to think about WWE because you guys I know are hanging on every word of mine. So let's see what else did we get? Oh, another thing I really liked. The video package that if you haven't seen yet or did already see, but you didn't know who these people were uh, for NXT's Lion and Stark, Nikita Lyons and uh, I forget the girl's name, first name of St- first Stark. You talk about two women that if you've never seen them before, and admittedly, I have not. I learned more about them in two minutes then I probably would have if they, I mean, if they, if she was here, if they were here on SmackDown for like two months, it was such a nice touch and something that you can tell Triple H had a hand in because otherwise, if, if Vince had this done, you, you know that they would have just been thrown in and the announcers would have been left to explain who they are. But instead, everyone, including the audience at home and in attendance, know who these women are, know their background, see their chemistry. And I think that was a great call. You know, I think that uh, from sure Vince is doing whatever, saying, oh, damn it, Triple H is going to turn this whole damn company into NXT. You know, you can just hear him. But nice introduction for something they didn't have to do. Very cool. I, I really enjoyed that video package and the uh, the physique on, is it Nikita Lyons? Uh, that... Is it, it might be her. The physique on her is just insane. It's insane. I mean, you have to be just a, a machine in the gym. A machine. So, my gosh. So that pretty much covered SmackDown. But on the Raw side of things, again, I talked about this on the Raw review. The Champa-Lashley match stole the show in terms of uh, quality. It was so good that, I mean, it really shocked me how good it was. We got the United States or the uh, AJ Styles match with The Miz that ended in an ODQ. But of course, that was all overshadowed by Dexter Loomis, who earlier was shown had a car crash, uh, the car that crashed during an interview and, you know, security was chasing somebody and it ended up being Dexter Loomis in the crowd. And the camera angles are also something that I know noticed Triple H has really changed that Vince otherwise wouldn't have. The camera angles. What am I talking about? Well, the camera angles of Dexter Loomis that happened on Raw barely happened. It's almost like they didn't want to, to, to put him on camera because during Raw, when Dexter Loomis was in the crowd... It's not like the cameraman was right there, perfectly ready to take a shot at Dexter Loomis's face. The announcers barely whispered his name. You had to like decode what they said, and then you the the cameras are focused on AJ, looking almost like looking at a fan that has gone wild and security's taking him out. They did a nice job of mimicking that. It was just it was great, and also on SmackDown, another example of a camera angle uh, uh, is oh, and I have another one after that if you want it is. Uh, 
having Karrion Cross watching Drew McIntyre from a distance going out to his entrance. Just that little thing. That was cool. Uh, having somebody, I think it was the Judgment Day beating down Rey Mysterio. They had cameras like scrambling in the back instead of having a camera just happenstance there. Oh, we're going to cut to somebody who has just happened to be at the exact time in the right place at the right time just by happenstance, right? Little things like that that aren't hard to change, but they make a big difference to your to your mind, even if you don't consciously make note of it. It, it, it makes a difference in your engagement in the product because you want to be fooled. You want to be brought in. And when your brain is just constantly being reminded that what you're watching is a fabrication, it's really hard to get emotionally invested. So those little things, they don't cost any money to do. It's just a matter of just changing little things here and there. And sometimes little things can make all the difference. And right now, Triple H is taking the slow burn approach. And I like it. I like this. Now, a year from now, we may be questioning some of Triple H's things that he's done, I'm sure. It's it's impossible. Triple H is in a no-win position. Head of talent relations, head of creative. You're in a no-win position in that in that role because nobody's going to like everything you do. Some people like some some of the things you do some of the time and they won't uh, the other half of the time. The other half of the group will hate what the other group likes and you know, it's impossible. He will not come out of this unscathed. And he knows that. You know in a creative position, there's no such thing as a perfect storyline. Everyone's going to have criticisms, right? We're all armchair quarterbacking. That's what we do as fans. But you know what? We've earned that right. You know how we earn that right? Because we invest money in the company. So we can do all we want to criticize or praise. And in this case, most of this show has been a, a praising show for WWE. So what else happened on Raw? Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair and Asuka, they agreed to a six-woman tag team match at uh, Clash of the Castle with Bayley, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai. The uh, the match of Seth Rollins taking out Angelo Dawkins with a pedigree. Let's see. Then we got Kevin Owens powerbomb, or rather uh, Finn Balor taking out Rey Mysterio. Io Sky, Dakota Kai taking out Tamina and Dana Brooke. Uh, what else happened here? We got Ziggler taking out Chad Gable. Omos defeating a couple of enhancement talents. That pretty much wrapped it up. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> the uh, Dominic heel turn continues to slow burn. I think that's a term we need to re-educate or re-antiquate ourselves with because Triple H has a slow burn mentality as long as it's something that... Uh, you know, he feels is worthwhile of a slow burn and the resources and thought put into it is worth the time he'll do it. And I think that Dominic as a slow burn is what he's doing or rather maybe kind of testing the waters as we go to see if they want to go full fledged heel on with Dominic and seeing that whole storyline with Dominic and Edge and Mysterio Ray play out is fun. Now, I still don't like the Edge babyface turn. I still disagree with it wholeheartedly. But if you're going to bring Edge into this to to create some kind of you know, some kind of mistrust between the two and Edge speared Dom, but was it really an accident? Was it not? Did Rhea really beat up Dominic or were we going to find out it was really Edge or did Dominic and uh, Rhea Ripley have it staged to screw his dad over? Like there's there's a lot of moving parts here, a lot of moving parts. We're going to have to put the puzzle pieces together and it just creates a lot of scenarios, a lot of possibilities that are all plausible. 
and right now I'm I'm enjoying where they're at, and it's it's got me thinking at least. So that's a good thing. So that pretty much wraps up the week in review, everybody. Uh, now again, I'm sure I missed another cranny or two. Nut and cranny is that is that still a thing? I haven't used that phrase. Where the hell did that come from? If I missed anything, <laughs> I was trying to say any little things, but I guess that's the phrase that came out. If I missed anything, I try to do my best not to, but uh, that's kind of the way things roll here on the show. I hope everyone enjoyed this. If you want to go ad-free WWE podcast on Patreon, you can do that. Dollar a month gets you in the door, and you can get hundreds and hundreds of ad-free episodes at every show that we do, and you get Discord server access which is 24-7 access to a chat area for all patrons of the show to talk wrestling. I also have a voice chat area in there. That's included in the dollar a month tier. And of course, as you go up, you can become a co-host on the show monthly. You can come on for the Raw review or you can come on for the Weekend review if you join the $10, I believe it's a $10 tier or higher. So that's just something to think about if you uh, want to actually get on and talk wrestling and record a show with me. It's definitely possible. Sean Harford... Uh, did the raw review with me last week and you guys who are in the $10 tier, or if you are going to join us here on the $10 tier, you can be a part of that. So also Apple podcasts, 99 cents a month is also the way to go too. So that pretty much wraps everything up. Everybody I'll be back tomorrow with Anthony DeMarco week in uh, the uh, state of WWE. And then Tuesday's raw review. Wednesday is the mailbag. And that pretty much, so does it for me, everybody. So thank you for listening. Give us a like, give us a subscribe on Apple podcasts or Spotify. And as always, take care. I'll talk to you next time. All right. So the truth is no dude wants to be called Pam, but the truth is most men have a Pam problem. The Pam problem guys, you know what that is? It's the passive aggressive man, passive with his hopes, dreams, desires, maybe aggressive with vices, self-sabotage, distractions, They also struggle with women, work, and the world of men. Pam is passive with women, constantly friend-zoned. He's the nice guy that women keep around to help them move, check on their dogs, but never want to date. Pam is passed up at work, passed up for the promotion, and can't seem to catch a break. If you think you may have a Pam problem, or maybe you know someone that does, check out the High Value Man Conversation on Apple and Spotify and learn how to stop Pam and become a high value man. Learn more about the host, Aaron Alejandrino, on Instagram at The Fit Beard, all one word. But the podcast is called High Value Man Conversation. I checked it out on Apple Podcasts. It already has a five star review. It's got some great episodes, including how to avoid that dreaded friend zone. Those of you guys out there, I'm very familiar with that friend zone over the years. I was lucky enough to finally get out of it, but that is going to be an excellent episode for the, you guys out there that are stuck in that situation. You can also learn how to just make friends. I mean, just basic stuff, but critical, critical stuff as well. Check out the High Value Man Conversation. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You're not going to want to miss it. It'll add value to your life, guaranteed. Check it out today. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.